Welcome to Affording College with Aaron Green, founder and president of College Liftoff. Thanks, Deep 30 Guy. So, your child is finally heading off to college, and of course, everybody's excited. Uh, it's finally time for your son to start studying what he really wants, or your daughter to start pursuing her passion in X or whatever that may be. But hold the brakes. Let's push the brakes uh, for a second. Unless you want your student to be crippled in student loan debt, you've got to think about what your child really wants to do with their future and how you as a family can really best afford this, best buy this, actually, as I always say. For example, let's talk about some of the worst majors for repaying student loan debt. And we're going to use an article cited uh, that I'm citing from a website called CheatSheets.com, in particular in their money and career section. Uh, they listed about 15 different ones. I'm just going to pull out a few in that regard and just try to talk about them a little bit more. But these are the worst degrees for paying back student loan debt. First one I'm going to hit on is exercise science. I see this a lot. I see a lot of students I say, I just really want to be healthy. I love working out, all of this stuff, and I want to pursue a degree in it. Uh, uh, this isn't a burst of a bubble. In fact, it's a little bit of an enlightenment. Don't go to college for this. I'll be honest with you. Don't go get a bachelor's degree in this. If you're really interested in exercise science, go get a trade degree in this. Go spend a year or two years doing this because let me tell you, the starting salaries don't change for being a personal trainer if you have a bachelor's degree or not. If you do want to pursue a bachelor's degree with something that's more focused in this, that's the difference maker here. Exercise science by itself is 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 a trade degree. It's a trade itself. Um, it's worth typically about two to five thousand dollars in total value for the education that you should get, not eighty or two hundred thousand dollars by any measure. But if you do want to turn this into a bachelor's degree, let's or the components of it, let's deconstruct a little bit and maybe instead of doing exercise science as a major, let's maybe think about it as a minor um, and possibly pair it with something like athletic training or wrestler dietetics. These are board-certified positions that you have to have a bachelor's degree for that yield in the forties to $60,000 starting salaries. Take that with a specialization in exercise science. Now we're able to spin that in a direction that's leaning more towards health and body and the kinematics or the body and movement type of, type of work. So distinguish the difference here. Exercise science and being a personal trainer – and what that means, which again is a two-year path, versus actually taking a four-year approach to it and doing it a little bit more dynamically. Uh, next one, zoology, a zoology degree. Now, let me tell you this, and this is important to know. Zoology is a liberal arts degree, which is totally fine, but that means you're going to grad school. If you walk out with a zoology degree, there's no skill set to it. That doesn't say that you get to go work at a zoo. It actually just says that you like animals, and you've done a little bit more study in animals than Somebody else did. Same way as if you walk out of school with a math degree, you've done more study in math than the next person. It doesn't say you can be an accountant. You have to go be a CPA. You actually have to pass the CPA exam and go to through the accounting degree to do so. That's how you want to look at this. Zoology itself is not strong enough as a bachelor's degree, but if you are taking it to veterinary medicine, it's a little bit of a different story, but you have to be prepared for grad school with that. Um, the ways to use that at the undergrad level, your interest in animals, which is something you shouldn't back away from. If you're interested in animals, keep it. But instead of looking at zoology, maybe look at ag and agricultural sciences and then see how we can transform that into veterinary clinics and things like that for specific breeds. Those are actual jobs that correlate from the education to the work world. And that's how you want to be able to look at those. 
interestingly enough, the veterinary science or the doctorate in veterinary medicine is actually on this list too. And I'll tell you why it's on this list because becoming a vet is definitely a gallant pursuit. It, it's, it's, we need vets, obviously. Um, the problem we have for vet right now is that the average starting salary and continuing salary for vets are pretty much in the 60s, 70s, 80s, $1,000, but you're literally going to spend the equivalent of a med school degree. You're going to spend almost $200,000 on it. The numbers just don't add up. Some colleges are starting to make adjustments for this. Um, actually, Ohio State, which we study pretty regularly because we're based in Columbus, Ohio, uh, does a, is doing something with this where they're actually bringing students into veterinary medicine in their bachelor's degree time frame. So you can actually start on it as soon as your junior, even in some cases your sophomore year. So eliminating eight years of school and making it down to five or six, which makes it a little bit more palatable, but they still have some work to do from there. Um, so that's the inevitable issue for veterin- uh, veterinary medicine. One of the others on here is culinary arts. Let's talk about cooking. Here's the thing about cooking in the culinary arts. Do not go pay $40,000 a year or more or anything close to it to go learn to cook. How you get a job in the market for culinary work, how do you become a chef, uh, is you go work first. You apprentice under sous chefs and under main chefs first. You go find jobs in restaurants and you work your way up in the restaurant world. That's really the starting point for that. And then eventually, once you've gotten through enough jobs and then you've gotten to the point where you are looking at possible sous chef type of work and something higher, then it's time to go to school. Then you go back to, truthfully, a two-year college and refine your skills in the culinary arts. You go get an associate's degree in it because it's about the work that you've actually done, not the collegiate work for, for cooking. You're really going to be backed by the chefs that you've worked for. And truth be told, they'll tell you when you need to go back to school. They'll be the ones that dictate that because they're going to be the ones that hire you. Education, and this is vastly important, education is always crafted by the environment in which it sits and by the jobs that are hiring out of it. So if somebody tells you to go back to school for something and they'll hire you with it, well, that's when you go back to school. If they don't say that, then why in the world would you do it? Uh, Ministry and theology studies. This is... This can be a, a, toughy, uh, a touchy subject for some because a lot of people are called by their faith to really go back and work for the church, work in youth groups and things like that. And I will, I will back that to the nines always. Um, the, the, the trouble we have with just straight up ministry and theology degrees is that, again, they are also liberal arts-based degrees, which are totally fine, but they don't lead to jobs particularly. If you're something in the church that you would like to do, that's a different story. So think of this in this way. In this country, we have two types of companies. We have for-profits and non-profits. Truthfully, they're the exact same things. They all need the same stuff. They all need human resources, marketing, accounting, finance. Uh, they all need these particular things. One is typically more socially oriented, such as non-profits, churches, things of that nature. And one is typically more for-profit driven. Uh, both work and both need roughly the same things, though. Churches, again, in the same boat. So take the ministry and the theology degree and maybe pair it with an accounting background or something in human resources or even in, if it comes to it, in music or something like that. And you have to be real careful about that because you don't want to make it too generic. The best thing I would absolutely ask have a student do in that scenario where they're interested in working for their church or a church 
coming out of school and something in ministry is go sit down with the administrative staff for the church that they go to and ask them, what would you hire tomorrow? What would it take? Again, let the job define the education for you. There's no reason for you to guess with this. Uh, last one I'll touch on psychology. That is probably the number one thing a high school student that's a sophomore or junior will walk in and say, oh, I really like psychology. I just want to study people. Um, totally fine. Again, define this further than that, though. What is it that you truly want to do with this? Because there's a counseling section to this. There is a nursing side to, to psychology. There's a business component. Truthfully, if you really look at your job and anybody's job, it has to deal with people in some way. So there's always a psychological component to it. So when students talk about psych, they're really, this is just a term that they've heard every day while they're in high school. They've taken psychology classes, all this stuff. What we have to be able to do is take a look at that term and see how do we translate that for them combined with their other interests. So as an example, I have a student that wanted to major in psychology, but she was really creative. She had a great aptitude for business. She was pretty darn good at graphic design as well. Take those interests. Let's see. Psychology, creativity, graphic design, business. Add them together and throw them in a business field. Not in a health field, but in a business field because she has more of a business side. What do you get? Well, the truth is you get marketing. That's the backbone of marketing. That's the key to this is that these interests that the students have aren't the end-all, be-all. In fact, the problem we see mostly today is that students take one line item of their interests which there are multiple, and we all have multiple interests, they take one line item of it and shove it into their major. When the truth is, you're all of those interests, and you should be adding all of them up and seeing how do they combine and work together. Marketing. The best definition I've read for marketing today is the psychology of studying people and how best to sell to them. That's everything she's talking about when she says psych, creative, business, and graphic design. So that way we can get that down to a tangible work, that something that actually makes a di- or makes a salary, makes an income, a very good one actually, depending on the school you're going to. And that's how you want to combine this. We could go into teaching, where teaching is having a hard time as far as a salary is concerned. But the difference is you can still make teaching work if you truly want to be a teacher. Now, teacher uh, teaching, I should say, isn't a fallback degree anymore. It was for a while. It is not that way anymore. You have to want to be a teacher just like you want to have to be a civil engineer. How you make a teaching degree work, instead of starting out with just an early education degree, which right now yields less than $30,000 a year and the job market is flooded with them, instead think of it like this. Take a major and then a specialization and then toss in a minor to complete it. So instead of just a bachelor's degree in early education, think about it as Bachelor's degree in early education, a specialization in intervention, mild to moderate or moderate to severe, and a minor in the ESL or EL. Now you have a skill set that is combined within an actual job title, which makes you both fluid but also rigid, dynamic in the same time. So now you can work in multiple situations as an early education specialist, and you can actually earn more money doing so. And that's how you want to be able to look at this. That's how you can take these majors as they're describing it as 
worst repayment for student loan debt and actually make them work. It's just rerouting them and rethinking them for today's economy and how to actually apply that to it in order to get the best return on investment for your education. College Liftoff can help empower you to make college affordable for your student. If you want to learn more about your options, Aaron will be responding directly to your emails. Email him a question at Aaron at CollegeLiftoff.com. Thanks for listening to Affording College with Aaron Green of College Liftoff. If you'd like more information, visit CollegeLiftoff.com. Circle270media.com.